Hello, everybody. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. This is the voice of Cincy Craft. We are live at Nine Giant, sitting in front of the biggest crowd I could ever imagine on a <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> this is actually kind of fun because normally when I come here, it's very crowded and very loud. And this is really calm, cool, collected. This is like a... It's almost like they knew we were coming. That's right. They, they put a sign on the door that says... <laughs> Abandoned only, all Only quiet people are allowed. <laughs> yeah, for so anybody out there who's wondering the when to come in and it's not busy, apparently Wednesdays are the answer. <laughs> it's well, it's we, like the only time, though. We, yes, we, we kind of talked about doing this show a whole bunch, and we were always kind of afraid because, you know, the, the, the word on the street is you guys get kind of loud in here sometimes. And... Um, once you put these fancy sound panels in, I was like, you know what? I think we can finally do this. I think we can do a show. Little did I know, we could we just come in on a Wednesday. It's quiet in here. So <laughs> we're, we're at Nine Giant. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Tina, Hi. welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. I, I always forget that you're supposed to do that. I have my sign you, on. I'm supposed to t- call you the queen of craft beer commentary, something Cincinnati like that. Craft Cincinnati craft beer commentary. I'm supposed beer to commentary. call you the man who is synonymous with anonymous. That's right. We need to, the gnarly um, gnome. We need to practice our, yeah, our, our sign intros. Yeah. We, you know, we really do. Without the fearless leader, it doesn't, uh, doesn't quite feel the same. But, no. Um, we're at Nine Giant in Pleasant Ridge, in the heart of Pleasant Ridge. We haven't talked to you guys since... When was it? Was it like... Uh, it was like June, wasn't it? June no, was when they opened. Yeah, we didn't open yet, right? I think it was like beginning of it was, June. It was before you guys, you opened. guys opened. Yeah. I want to say it was like March or something. No, April that early. May. May? May sounds good. May, yeah. May you're, works. You're arguing with Mr. T- statistic here. I think it was March. Either way... It's um, been a while. It's been a while. You guys are open now. Yeah. Thank goodness. Brandon Hughes, Mike Alvarella. Um, I've... I don't know that I've ever seen you guys sitting down at a table not working your butts off since you opened when I come in here. Brandon's always running around like a madman, and I can see Mike through the window to sweat. It's like a zoo in here. I get to just watch you guys. And, uh, it's it's, you're not it's it kind of part of the job. No, that's, exciting. That, that's exciting. That's fun. to something to watch while you're uh, having your beer. True. And then, of course, we have the, 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 the mad scientist, I guess, uh, <laughs> Chef Zach. I... I am blown away, not, not that I doubted you guys ever, but I've been absolutely blown away by the food that has come out of this place. And Outrageous. That's, it's, I never thought that when people asked me, oh, what do you think of Nine Giant, that I would mention the food before the beer. And that's, that's not a dig I, to I, you I either. It's, that. Thank it's you. more that it's such a surprise to me that such good food can come out of a brewery. And, and there's some, some fantastic food coming out of breweries in Cincinnati. I mean, Taft's and, and Moreline. There's some good things coming out. And it seems like the brewery is coming before the food in most cases in Cincinnati. Yes. So yes. like exactly. to have yes. a brewery with such an awesome food program right out of the gate is um, absolutely incredible. I will say, I know this is uh, sort of a loaded comment in Pleasant Ridge, but I will say that the Nine Giant Burger is going to be <laughs> number one on the list. Beats out gaslight for me. I'm sorry, Pleasant Ridge. But it will, it be careful. Will. We're, we're piping through the, 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 the house speakers here. They may be able to hear us when you say oh, that. Oh, well. We will for sure be one of the top two cheeseburgers in Pleasant Ridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a fact. Oh, now Burger King's going to get pissed. <laughs> 
number three, number three. Wait, does uh does PRC, PRC do burgers? PRC does have a burger. I had it recently. Mm, oh it's, shit! It was a mistake. I mean, no, I didn't say that. It's not like it's a bad. I mean, it's just like a regular burger that you'd like make for yourself at home. There's nothing like spectacular about it. Well, normally we start out the show talking about beer. I guess since we've started talking about how I talk about food so much before I talk about your let's let, let's talk about food first. Why not? Since uh. Since we've got you guys sitting here, and I've got some little got some snacks sitting in front, in front of, me. of me, and I can't stop eating it, um, wh- where do we start with this? Why, why food and beer? Why, why, why kind of spread yourselves out yeah, so much from the get-go? Right. You know, we hear about other people, and they say, "Oh, we may add food down the road," or we see people adding food down the road. Why, why do that from the beginning? Uh, so for me, I mean. I think it's cool to hear you say that it's it's awesome that when you get asked about what we're doing here that you think sometimes to mention the food first because it's such a surprise because um, we were very much of the mindset that food couldn't be an afterthought here. It's like if, if it's going to be an afterthought, then don't do it. Um, if you're not going to be seriously committed to doing something awesome, then any food that you do is going to just denigrate the the overall product that you're that you're putting out. Um, so for us, once we decided that we were going to do food, we knew we wanted to do food in a, in a real way and something meaningful that we could really, really get behind and put out not just food, but awesome food. Uh, I mean, our stated goal is to, to be the best bar food in the city, hands down. Well, and it's, it's always changing, which I think is not only, mm-hmm. again, very similar to the beer, which we'll talk about later too, but I think it's it's not just fun for for us when we come in here that there's a sandwich of the week or you know whatever the new the new snack thing is that's, that's popping up on there, but it's got to be fun for you guys too to constantly have that that other side of your mind almost working, um, pushing pushing that creativity I guess giving you new ideas not only for for new food and uh, but for beer too you know it just it's it's neat it's different it's I think it, it's why it, I convinced Zach to join us actually. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, from the as a cook, it's exciting for me because it's not the same thing every day. Right. Like every day we come in and we're trying to experiment with how we put this and this together and get a totally different result than someone would expect. Whereas a normal you know, kitchen, you do the same thing every day for years on end. You might get a seasonal menu change. Whereas here, it's like we don't necessarily we care about seasonality, but the biggest focus is on how do we put out the best food possible. And what is that? And that opens to opens a lot of doors for us as to like what we can do in the kitchen, as far as putting out food that's relevant to a brewery, but then also to just have fun. Mm-hmm. So how how does this um, how does the not the hierarchy how does how does this all how does this how does it work here? You know, do you guys all sit down and talk together about ideas? And do, is there a, a weekly meeting, a monthly meeting where you just kind of throw out the craziest things that you've been thinking about and kind of mention, can we do this? Would this work? I've got this really stupid idea that I've been thinking about, but might actually be really good. You know, how how does that work here? You know, is it is the brewery still very separate from this side where there's the kitchen or? I think the goal was to initially separate the brewery from the kitchen. And then I was going to say, based on the chuckles I'm seeing from the other side of the table. And then we've, like, at least for me personally, as, as a cook, I've, I've really enjoyed being able to take the brewer's perspective into cooking. You know, like we're now messing with fresh hops and a couple of other things and spent grain. And for me, it's kind of how do we like, accentuate the brewery as a kitchen? 
and we use a couple of our beers and things. We brine chicken and stuff in our own beer, but then it's also how do you get to be just bigger than a basic brew pub venture? And I like to think that we do that well just on our spectrum of things where you know, we have a separate brewer and we have a separate kitchen and then all of a sudden the brewer comes over really excited with a bag of fresh hops <laughs> mm-hmm. and all of a sudden our pickles change. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ever run into the, the, the brewery with a big slab of bacon or something like that? And I've got this really good idea. That <laughs> I, I did run like, I think I ran 20 pounds of pork belly over there earlier. Mike might have missed it. Um, it's another one of these projects we have in the works. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Interesting. Great work. I think the thing that's so neat about the sandwich of the week and, and the ever-evolving menu is that it's always on our minds. There's always an idea kind of being gestated through the week, even though you're in the middle of service of one thing, you're kind of thinking about, well, what's going on next week? Like, we ran a month of BLTs. We messed with every ingredient in that BLT, and it became a sort of a process. Like, all right, we kind of had that sort of planned out. I, I think that's generally safe to say, but... When did this sandwich come about for this week, the, Last the chicken Caesar? Saturday night. And boom, there it was. And, but sometimes it kind of is a more evolving process, and it, the idea gets bandied about quite a bit. Well, Zach and I tend to kind of edit each other, where one of us will have some kind of stupid idea, usually his <laughs> are better than mine, and he'll come to me and be like, hey, so I'm thinking about uh, doing a BLT, this like kind of crazy BLT. And then I was like, oh, what about if we did this? And then he's like, what if we just did a bunch of different BLTs? I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> And then we'll just kind of bat around. I mean, we, we, we try to push the envelope. I think last week I was like, hey, how do we put rabbit on the menu? And Zach just goes, that, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> no. I, I think I might have figured out the way to actually do that, though. <laughs> yeah. I love rabbit. Doesn't, yeah, but it's not, it's not necessarily a conscious thought process for us as to how we get to places. It's more of all three of us really enjoy food on very different levels mm-hmm. and when you kind of combine all three of those together when maybe 30 or four, 45 minutes a day we all get in a room together it's kind of just bounces off and ideas come out and some ideas will come out really early and then get worked on for a month month and a half and then they finally show up or like the sandwich for this week was a great discussion on saturday and now it's a delicious chicken caesar fried sandwich well, that's for anybody that, that didn't see it on facebook today it's like a it's a Caesar salad sandwich almost without the salad all day. without the salad part. Yeah. It's, we, we took we took out all the unnecessariness of the salad. Right. Part. There is Just one piece. Of one lettuce. one piece of lettuce. Yeah, so it's 92 percent less salad. Yeah, Just get rid of all that trash leaves. Nine giant brewing, ninety two percent less salad. <laughs> well, so somebody did say, hey, why don't you guys add a salad? So. If you're listening, we added a salad, kind of. <laughs> In sandwich form. 8% salad. <laughs> what, is there anything that you guys, food-wise, are particularly proud of that like you... I don't want to say your favorite, because we know how that always works with beer. We, oh, I can't pick my favorite. Is there something that, that you're proud of that you... you or you something ca- you something like find yourself like getting more and more like more frequently than the rest? Well, even something that might not be on the menu now that was just kind of one of those pop-up sandwiches or something like that. Cause. Oh, favorite one-offs or favorite of our weekly sandwiches? Uh, boy. Mm. Uh, pork belly banh mi, I, I think, was probably mm-hmm. tops. Then then followed yeah. by the chicken torta. Both of those were stellar. I think the, uh, the uh, Korean fried chicken mm. was maybe my favorite. That came up a little earlier. That was pretty rad. What was the, the most popular thing so far? Is there anything that just kind of caught you off guard and how many people were getting it that 
I think that would have been our most recent, our last attempt at BLT when we were doing arugula pesto, tomato jam, and braised pork belly. It's amazing. So good. Yeah, I think it was the first special sandwich, or the first weekly sandwich that outsold the burger. Yeah, I've never truly had a BLT, actually, because I don't like tomatoes at all. But I had that. I think it was probably my first, like, true BLT I've ever had is because it's, like, the tomato jam. So it's not as, like, tomato-y as a tomato. It was really, really good. So if so you guys you ever guys decide to, to put my tomatoes on something, just call it something else. Call it, like, solidified ketchup or something like that, <laughs> oh, maybe. Gross. Well, what's funny Don't is Jeremy that. from over at, a, sound really at a Overlook yeah. hates tomatoes. Yeah, and so we're every the week, same. He always, we always eat it together because we hate tomatoes. You guys are not the same. And he would yeah, still come are. in and order it. He's like, yeah, I really hate tomatoes. I was like, well, this is kind of an unfortunate series of sandwiches for yeah. you then, isn't it? He's like, no, nah, I'm going to have it anyway. Yeah. Like, well, that's, you know, that speaks well to us, I guess. There, there's something about that, too, because there's a lot of times if you have a big menu or a, a, a restaurant where you know you like something, that you kind of go in there and you just do your normal thing and you kind you don't ever venture away from that. And when you've got a place like this where it's a small menu, it's not the same sandwich every week. It's, you know, things are changing, things are, you know, seasonal and that kind of stuff. It kind of forces you out of that comfort zone a little bit, too, which is kind of fun for if you don't like tomatoes and you come in here and you're starving you might eat something with some tomatoes on it and you might really like it well and i think it's it gives you guys an additional draw other than the beer people like will follow your beer but they're also following your food which is really really cool mm-hmm. um i think that's that was a great tactic i they saw were. somebody on this is probably on yelp or facebook or something but they <laughs> oh, were sure. yeah they were uh they were complaining that we talk too much about the food that we're doing and how it changes and we don't talk about beer enough. And I was like, if that's the worst critique that I hear, <laughs> that's freaking awesome. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I almost feel like people aren't talking about the food enough. And, and, I and, tend to agree. And maybe I, people and you guys are in different categories. Maybe... Maybe I'm just, you know, thinking about the people that I that I, you know, talk to, you know, in, in normal life, and you know, it's it's, it's beer this and beer that. That's you know, I've got a lot of beer geek friends, but the food here just it it it, it really does blow me away. And Nobody, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know I, if I can I can say that enough. I, yeah, I'm not trying to talk down on what anybody else is doing, but like we have the best food program of any brewery in the city by mm-hmm. a light year. Absolutely. Yeah, like there's, there's not even I don't even know who second is because I can't see them. They're so far behind. Well, and that there's well, and I think zing. a lot of the other the other breweries that have food, it's not it's not the same because it's not like how you guys are all like sort of like an integrated kind of you know project. They're like so separate because it's like Catch Fire at Matry is a different you know a different company. Renegade Streets is a different company. Um, you know. What's the? We just found out. T- was it today that Woodburn has Mazunte that's coming? So it's all different like entities that they're bringing their food in, versus actually it being um, like a whole part of the company itself. And that's I, probably where the difference is. I think that makes us really special mm-hmm. from the get-go. I was sold on this as the only non-owner in the triumvirate. <laughs> um, like Ava sold to me as we want to essentially redefine this taproom experience and actually make food as much of a part as beer. And to me, when I think about going out to a taproom, if there's not food, I'm going to leave. And that was kind of the onus on us and me to try to create a food program that was actually worth people coming for without the beer. And the fact that, to me, at least the people do come here and just get a couple of Cokes and a water and a sandwich 
kind of blows my mind that considering we have 10 taps of you know, our own beer and people are coming just for the food. Well, and that's something that we don't talk about enough. I know we've mentioned it to a couple people here and there with um, root beer and stuff like that. When somebody makes their own root beer, you know, as you know, my luckily my wife is also a beer drinker and a beer lover, so it's not usually a huge issue to go to a tap room and she's just as happy as I am to, to sit and drink beer for a while. She's knocked up right now, and <laughs> you don't get well, whose fault is that? <laughs> she's knocked up, and things are different right now. She gets grumpy if I take her to a brewery, and there isn't root beer, or there isn't food, or there isn't mm-hmm. something else going on. And I'm, I'm assuming that there's guys who have married women who don't drink beer. I, I don't know why, but I'm assuming that that <laughs> Seems exists. Seems confusing. It, it confuses me too. But show, show me one. <laughs> mm. I, I'm assuming that that exists somewhere, and that. Having a you know a, a strong food program or, or sodas on tap or something like that is is, is definitely a drawler. You know, families with kids. You know, we, we see time and time again kids in tap rooms and it becomes more and more popular. And it's places that have something for kids to drink and places that have something for kids to eat and kids to do and like that, that just becomes more and more important. And you know, hats off to you guys for knocking it out of the park. And the the, the the kids menu that you guys put together, you know, I don't, I don't, it was grilled cheese and uh, you know, I, a smaller burger. cheeseburger. You know, and actually, as we as we speak here, there's one, two, three, four, four kids in here, mm-hmm. four four young children in here, maybe five. I can't see. Is it just called the kids menu, or there's, is it like baby giant people. or something like Aww. that? I feel like it should be a more yeah, clever name. Th- that would be appropriate, but no, it's just the kids menu. That's I, very disappointing. For we're, how, not, we're not that how brilliant you guys here. are. No, we're not. Yeah, enough. yeah, we're pretty anti-pun. <laughs> no, I, I think it is part of where we are. I mean, Pleasant Ridge is a very family-oriented area. Um, it's just about being inclusive, having stuff around for the non-hardcore craft beer drinker to be able to have a full experience. People bring their families in. Saturday and Sunday afternoons are very family-friendly. And then it starts to get a little bit busier in the evening and gets becomes more of a boisterous taproom experience. But, as we turn know, on the techno music. Yeah, the EDM. <laughs> the EDM. Know, well, yeah, I think, I think parents are happy about that here, too, because we at the Overlook opened up and we're sort of the, you know, next big thing after, you know, when we kind of, when all this kind of started to mm-hmm. pop up and we don't really allow kids. So I think that the parents of Pleasant Ridge are really, really happy to finally have a place where they can go and drink and also bring their children. Maybe they can just drop their kids off here with you guys. And yeah, babysitting service. That. Come that's to that's Overlook. a terrible idea. Yeah, no, it sounds great. I like we it. Are, we are getting a swing set out back. Are you really? No. Oh, like, damn. The, that's a, that's a shot out for a, for a friend on Twitter. Uh, and then, I mean, part of it also, just on a personal level, is the three of us all have young kids. So mm-hmm. that's our worldview right now. Um, is And I hate going to places that aren't kid-friendly because right. I can't go. Like, it just kind of sucks. So yeah, it, just, it just makes it hard. It doesn't need to be hard. No, it's not It's not difficult. Yeah, and from, and from day one, the goal of this was we not make, let's not make this any more difficult than it needs to be. And I feel like when you start excluding a large portion of the neighborhood from coming in, you're making it harder than it needs to be. And in an odd way, somehow serving all of this ridiculous scratch food that we do is actually easier than not serving food. Yeah, because then you have to like piece together, oh, where's a food truck going to come from and where are they going to park and... You know. Do they take do they take credit cards or do you have to have cash or right and that's yeah. kind of and then somebody cancels on you now you have no food for the day right. huge pro- huge just a huge process mm-hmm. I never really thought of it that way but 
I think doing what we're doing is probably actually harder, but we're, we're <laughs> trying to convince ourselves <laughs> that we're not idiots. I've, I've seen your kitchen, and <laughs> putting that together well. is... <laughs> there's, well. there's no way that's harder than booking a food truck. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> no the way that's easier than booking a food for truck. For the record, we have as, about as much space doing this podcast as the kitchen does, so... <laughs> that's probably fair. Yeah. You know not what we should have done is just bought a bunch of pre-made food from Cisco like everybody else does and yeah. just call, and call that a kitchen. GFS. That kind, of takes the fun, that kind of really takes the fun out of it, though. <laughs> Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. If we didn't week. make pickles every morning, what would I do? Sleep? <laughs> 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 All right, guys, so well, what, uh, do you what, think it's time for a break? I, I, I want to ask one more question okay. um, on, the, on the food front before I get a beer, which I'm, I, I'm, I'm desperate to try the, uh, the fresh hop beer. Um, you were talking about kind of projects that you guys have going on. Is there anything you want to kind of hint at? Do you want to break news? You mentioned something about pork and a special project. Yeah, and rabbit. Tell me about the rabbit. Why is we a rabbit? The rabbit. Pulled rabbit sliders. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. After shooting down rabbit, now I want to do it, but that's kind of the nature of this relationship. That's why I said it to him. We do. Uh, we are gonna we are curing our own bacon in house now. Uh, we're gonna start smoking that possibly Friday, to where it could hit a menu next week. But uh, as we started to re-examine what we were doing in house, which is largely everything, uh, we realized that the two things we weren't doing were making vinegar and curing slash smoking bacon. Uh, so there's a large carboy in the back room <laughs> ready to make its own vinegar. And, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> and bacon smoking uh, shall commence Friday morning, time permitting. Uh, there are very few ideas we throw at Zach, and he goes, no, 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 I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. We're throwing around an idea of possibly doing something with spent grain to dry it, mill it, and somehow incorporate it into what we're doing in the kitchen. That's a long-term project. Maybe. Yeah. Th- that's like... This is a crazy idea that we have out there. But it sounds really fun, so we should do it. <laughs> and that's kind of how we look at food. Like, there's, I mean, we, we go to inordinate lengths to, like, make everything from scratch here. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but it's fun for us. But that's, that's also kind of the beauty of, of craft beer, too, is that exactly. it's yeah. not just that mass-produced, you know, macro lager. It's weird stuff that sometimes doesn't make as much sense that... You don't know how it's going to work, and just do it just because you can. You well, know, and that's how and that's how people can tell that it's a passion project and not just something that you're trying to do to make money or because everybody else is doing it or whatever. So um, it's really really cool. Let's take a break and let's talk we'll about take beer. Take a break and let's talk about beer. We're going to get kicked off the internet if we don't get a beer soon. Yay! I'm going we'll, to kick myself off the podcast we'll, if we don't get a beer soon. We'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's 
available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pasturascreenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. You're listening to Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. Once again, we are, well, once again, still, we're at Nine Giants in Pleasant Ridge, and we've now been abandoned by ourselves. <laughs> no, we're not abandoned. <laughs> They're getting us beer. It's fine. The internet died. Oh, cool. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Internet issues. All right. Seems like that's a story of our life. Yeah, it really is. I th- didn't we have... We've. I think every time we've tried to talk to Nine Giant, it's, we've had technical issues of one, well, one degree or another. I guess it's a good time to apologize to all of our loyal, wonderful Periscope <laughs> listeners that probably think we all just kind of quit because <laughs> we haven't been on Periscope for so long, but... Um, hopefully they've found the podcast on iTunes or yeah, I hope all of so. those other podcast we'll things. I don't know what they're we'll called. We'll get Periscope up and running. Honestly, can I tell you? I can't. You know the computer that we were using for the Google Hangouts? I don't care about Google anymore. I, I don't either, but I can't find that computer. I have no idea where it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was looking for it um, to find like pictures of my dad and stuff, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Maybe, uh, I don't know, a ghost took it. No, it should be... So- it's gotta it's be not upstairs. Gotta be it's with not in the, the studio. The live stuff somewhere. Who Maybe. Because the getting everything pieced together and finding out where everything is has kind of been a nightmare for us, but. We're yeah, that's it maybe one thing be a at a time. Project that we'll have to work on together at some point is to go up into the studio and figure it out. Because we've got relatives coming in from Santa Fe this week, and my mom was like, "So what are we gonna do with the studio?" <laughs> and I was like. You, so, that's not even like a little bit on my radar right now. But for for anybody who likes listening live, we're we're going to be live again. We um, 
we probably won't do as many live things as we did at one time. We'll probably kind of narrow it down to one or two, you know, Facebook and Periscope or something like that. But yeah, we will be live again. Someday. Although we're live right now. You just had to come to Nine Giants. Right. Live and in person. Yeah. Do it the old fashioned there's, way. There's not many times where you get to see the gnarly gnome, so. I know. It's true. Although this is a mask that I'm wearing. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Last night at the Overlook Lodge, we had like a like variety show, a sort of like burlesque oh, yeah. kind you, of thing. Was it the one with the uh, the, the tassels? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's my, one of my favorite things we do at the Overlook, but there was a, um, there was a bit last night where it was a person wearing a baby mask. Oh, that's creepy. And doing things that burlesque dancers do. Okay. Wearing a baby mask. I heard that after party got out of hand. A little bit. A little bit. It's fun. I love it when <laughs> I love it when the freak show comes to town. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally a freak show. It's fun. It's good stuff. All right. So well, we have beer in front of we us have now. Beer now. Welcome yeah. back, guys. Oh, are we are, are we back on? We, we are, are back on. Is the interwebs working? Um, I don't know. I'm. Yes, it looks like it is. Oh, you guys record here anyway. It's it's, yes. it's one at the end of the A track. Yes. Okay. It's yes. Hopefully. Yes, there is <laughs> yes. there is there is beer magically in front of you yeah. through the, through, through the power right. of radio. Tell us what we got. This is uh, Ashi battles the pink robots, which is your uh, beer names are just awesome. Thank by you. the way, thank like, you. How do you even? Where do they even come from? I smoke. Uh, wait. Um, <laughs> um, in, in, indie, indie rock. Pork belly kids. He smokes pork belly. I smoke pork belly. <laughs> pork belly. In, indie rock from 2003 to 2008. Awesome. Not only that. There's, there's some 90s stuff. Yeah. There's like some 90s rock. indie. You're a little older than me. Sorry. There's Steve, there's pavement Stevie references SRV. galore. Steve, yeah, SRV. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. So no, it's mostly this. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like the SRV might have been a shout out to Tejas. It was not. It was named before Tejas. Absolutely. Oh, my apologies then. Yeah. Uh, For those do not know Tejas, he is irrelevant to the story. <laughs> he's, he's not even behind the bar, as yeah, usual. Where is he even? Well, I, I went back and I was listening to... <laughs> All of the shows that we've done it's with you guys kind of to prepare for this one. And it was really fun towards the end there where you could tell that you guys kind of knew which direction you're going on some naming stuff. You didn't, you know, not specifics, right. but, and so now listening to it and kind of hearing the way you're talking about stuff, it, it was really fun to, um, to listen to, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, they're almost all named after, um, bands or songs that I like. So it's just, I mean, well, one, one question though on that, you know, we, on the um, the first time you guys, I guess it was the first time you guys were on when you were in studio, we um, we drank SF, uh-huh. and it's a brilliant name for a beer. Is it still going to be called SF? Yeah. Okay. Still named ESSEFF. Right. Yeah. It was a concern of mine. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the few names I've actually come up with. Most you, of you did come up with that. I did. Thank you. Wow. It's my Way favorite beer name. You know. Favorite beer name. I would like to shout out um, the Uptown Avondale Stout to get a holler from the Afghan Wigs and Greg Dooley wow. for the name. Yeah, so. I got I got retweeted by Greg Dooley. No, I got I got retweeted by John Curley, and the Afghan Wigs retweeted us, and Greg Dooley personally liked it, which I guys, totally geeked wow. out about. And again, we're drifting so, so, so far so away from beer so right now that Greg, this is going to be an issue. Mr. Okay. Mr. Greg Dooley, if you're listening, you have beers for you. <laughs> He, he's a regular listener you. of Cincy Brewcast. So I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, are you guys going to have live music here in the tap room at all? I don't... We might try it at some point. The problem is it's so small in here. Um, and even despite all of our work on acoustic paneling, it isn't exactly quiet. That I don't know how well it would work. Right. Um, I love live music. Uh, 
So it's something we might test out. There's no immediate plans for it's, it now. It, you guys have become so kind of ingrained with a bit of a music culture kind of thing. Right. And so it's almost... It would be crazy that you guys never had live music and you're so ingrained with it. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't, that's for you guys to figure out. It's just me telling you you should do it. I've submitted my solo ukulele mixtape to the ownership for possible... Uh... Um, if you submit that to us, we will play it on the Brewcast every single episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be our new... Like, we will start our, the show in the show. Our new intro and outro, yeah. I do some lovely Joy Division covers on the ukulele. <laughs> it is filed in the garbage can right now. <laughs> Round file. So, um, she battles the pink robots. Yes. Is this the same recipe that we tried on that same show that was with his hops, or is this no. different? This is different. This uh, mainly because this is a fresh hop beer. You have you're dealing with a lot of different flavors coming from the fresh hops. You have green hops that has still have a lot of chlorophyll, like they're literally picked off the vine, and within two days you're supposed to make a beer with them. Um, the, that green flavor you want to preserve, and they tend to mold when they're seventy percent water. So you're having all—it's it's basically you're you're brewing more with a plant than an actual plant distilled down into a product. This smells like you brewed a little bit with some juicy fruit bubble gum, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fair. That's Mike's secret. You, you did? Juicy fruit. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's, but it only lasts for thirty seconds. Yeah, it was a real so. pain in the butt to unwrap like ten thousand sticks of gum. <laughs> Smells amazing. No, this is this is a um, this is a um, recipe that I had been working on in homebrew scale for a couple of years, and um, unsuccessfully, uh, I had a I had a couple of unfortunate incidents last time I did a couple of uh, uh, fresh hop beers. But this is a it's a rye base um, due to a unfortunate power outage at our supplier. I had a little trip to, to Listerman's to uh, stock up on various forms of rye to uh, boost the rye content. It's, it's kind of a happy accident. A little carrot rye, flaked rye, and rye malt, everything that they had. Um, well, it's it's good. It doesn't have that that rye kind of spicy bite. It, it, bite. It, it, yeah. It's real smooth and fruity yeah. and like... Um, yeah, it's a lot more like mellow than I was expecting it to yeah. be. Yeah. And, and that's, part of that is what I love about fresh hops versus dried hops mm-hmm. is that it, it it doesn't have that that real harsh kind right, of right it's a lot softer mm-hmm. um, yeah and you, and you get you get some of the rye spice that kind of digs through it but you know it's it's that kara rye provides a little bit of crystal to kind of round it out and just have nice soft edges because i wasn't really sure what i was dealing with um i brewed with these hops from last year in pelletized form um, but I really hadn't had like a real commercial crop before. I've grown what I've grown, and like I don't know if they're ripe. I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if they're past prime. So I was kind of like, all right, I need to kind of have a little bit of a buffer in terms of what I'm trying to do with it. Right. Uh, so that was the rye base, and it smelled in the brewery like gingerbread. That was the sort of rye component that was cutting through everything, and then the fresh hops as they were in the in I had thirty five pounds steeping in whirlpool and it was like juniper rosemary like just these great you know super spicy notes and i'm like oh it's gonna be great together none of that is like exactly the same what's in the glass but it i i'm very proud and and the hop farmer is a local guy lives down the street his family farms up in um washington courthouse area and uh, Derek is just tickled. Like he's like, no, this is great. I, I just, it's so awesome just to have one beer that's like my hop. And he's like, 
it's he's over the moon, it, and it, it's kind of cool. We're we're on the same journey together. Right. I've never heard you say tickled before. Sorry, <laughs> I think Derek was pretty tickled that week. He seemed awfully think? tickled. He was very tickled. <laughs> I would agree. Tickled pink. Aw, yeah. The really cool tickled thing. Tickled pink robots. <laughs> so, I think this beer is cool because it's a bit of a nod to like what pale ale used to be before it just became IPA that was not quite seven and a half percent alcohol like there is a, a definite malt component to this and the hops are there but it's balanced um it's not just in you know when, like session ipa which what most pale ale now is and that's that's been very um kind of signature of you guys so far is that you yeah you've had a, you've had a couple ipas that kind of stand up there you know but you've had a lot of kind of pale ales and kind of easier drinking maltier kind of stuff than a lot of brewers would. And I know we talked about that, you know, the different style taps, which I still want every tap to say, this is the dark tap, this is the darkish tap. But then we I, can't fudge it, Andrew. I don't Gnome. care. That's, you can have little tap handles that you change out. It says, this is very simple. It says That's it fair. on the inside. It, I, it does say it on the inside. Oh, well, I want to see it. I, I, I love that idea, and I love that, that, that variety that isn't really a variety, if that makes sense. Like, it, but yeah. that isn't a variety, but... The variety that is forced, the same all the time. Like there is well, it's forced variety. Some, yeah, right? there's there's some kind of familiarity when you walk in. You know you're going to be able to get something dark because you're a dark beer fan. That's what you do. You know, or you're you're a hoppy guy. You want your your hoppy beer. You know that there's going to be that there. But there's that variety. I, I, I love that idea. I love that, and I see more and more people locally kind of adopting that as they you know, as, as they start up. And I think that. Yeah, it's it, it's about again being inclusive, making sure that everybody when they come in has something they can kind of grab onto. Ultimately, we're going to disappoint somebody. Oh, I wish you had that kolsch that you had the first week. I'm like, maybe we'll get around to it. But try try the cream ale that we're doing. Try try this American wheat that we're doing. You know, it's it's kind of like similar flavors. It's not the exact same flavor. And and was it Clyde? Was that the one that tasted yes. like coffee? Uh, yeah, that was the brown one. Yes. That's yeah. my, I wish okay, you guys that, had that okay. on right now. Everybody's going to have to have one. That's fine. You just write it down. I'll have a big list That's on right. the wall. You should. You should have I wish this would come back. I hate <laughs> that you guys took this off list. <laughs> Is that still the only beer that we didn't name after a musical reference? Oh, no, there was, there was Otto. a Otto. Otto. Yeah. Otto Clyde, Clyde. Clyde, in case people don't know, is the fourth ghost in Pac-Man. Really? Did not That's know what that. the beer is named after. What are the first three? Nerd. <laughs> huh? What are the first three? Inky, Pinky, Blinky? Inky, Pinky. And Clyde? Yeah. Oh, that's Things cute. you're glad you didn't name your son. <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, do you guys crap. have any uh, like crazy kind of off-the-wall ideas bouncing around in your heads as you move forward in brewing? Is there anything like super outrageous that you're like, Let's, this might be a good idea? Outrageous? No. I, no. I think right now we're still in the, how do we get <laughs> n- like nine get to ten taps beers. up? How do we get the? How do we get these, these guest spots out and get our own beer in? Not that we don't love guest beer. We love guest beer. Well, and again, when we talked to you guys the first time, it was maybe one day we'll be able to get some guest beers on and we'll be able to have some guest taps <laughs> on all the time. That was week two. <laughs> I said maybe someday. <laughs> you guys will get there. I remember that uh, Braxton made me eat my words. Because when they because when they opened they were like oh yeah we're gonna have twenty taps I was like that sounds pretty ambitious and then at their one year anniversary I couldn't make it because I had to work but they were like where's Tina I want to show her our twenty taps (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry although you guys did not run out of beer you said you would not run out of beer you didn't run out so that's not entirely (laughs) that's good the low water mark was three beers on tap. 
That was that was only for like a day or two. It was a day or two. It was a day or two. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. Sundays don't even count. That was but for sad. anyone concerned, we still do have beer those days. Oh yes. <laughs> right. So what was? They have beer all the time, everyone. If you could, you know, looking back at kind of this journey from from then to now, which is still a very kind of short journey in the in the in the grand scheme of things. What kind of has surprised you the most about it? What caught you off guard? You still one of my questions. What, well, you still one of mine. It so says, now what has even. surprised you most from your first few months of owning a brewery? Two birds, one stone. Uh, that uh, people like beer. That surprises a you? Lot. That surprises you? <laughs> um, or does it surprise you that they like your beer? I, I, yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. No, I, I think I did ask you guys if you would, if you were afraid that you would open your doors and just nobody would show up. Oh, so I think Tina got mad at me for asking all, that. Question. That's always, always a worry. Yeah. I mean, that's like still like one of my fears every day when I open like the Overlook is like, oh, nobody's good. Today's the day that we have zero customers. Because that's my it. cocktail's up today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, as, as I'm sure Mike will attest to, every day I walk in here, I'm deathly afraid that nobody's going to come in. It's like when you have a party and you like buy all this food, you buy all this beer, and you're like, oh my god, no one's going to come. No one shows up for the first hour. <laughs> yeah, yes. and you're like, oh shit. Yes. No, I, I think um, surprises are the, the Belgian styles are actually selling really well. Uh, and mainly because those are some of the more lighter options. Saison, right. our Belgian, Belgian Pattis beer, our Belgian single has sold really, really well. It, it's very encouraging as a brewer like to, to have stuff that you really love and you want other people to experience that and they're actually getting it. They like it. They're they're asking for it to come back. That's pretty cool. I mean, everybody loves Pale and IPA. That's where our market is right now. It's driving sales. It's driving people into places like Nine Giant. But right. hey, try some of our other stuff. You know, like I Gnome, you're you're a multi beer guy. I've met you once. You kinda you'd like to play around and you like to experience all of the parts of your palate that's great but not everybody's like that but you can get people gently out of their comfort box on occasion it's pretty cool he knows me better than my wife does (laughs) I don't mean differently he knows you differently Uh, you'd be surprised (laughs) last I checked Mike's not the one having a baby with you (laughs) I don't know we're Uh, we're naming him Inky I'm sorry I'm here all the time I don't know what you're even talking about there's no time for adultery. <laughs> no, none. Uh, so since since Mike covered the beer side, I'll go with something else. I mean, I think I'm pleasant, most pleasantly surprised that the food has taken off as well as it has. Not that I didn't think that the quality w- was going to be there because I have the utmost faith in the guys in our kitchen. Um, but it's more like I was literally scared when I published our menu with prices on it because we are making everything from scratch. Everything is sourced at, from as high a quality ingredients locally where we can. So our cheeseburger is grass-fed, right? How many places in this and town? It, and it comes from southern Kentucky. Right. It's, it's like, I can drive you to the farm and show you the cow. Like, that's how fresh this stuff is here. And so the... Field cheese- trip. Right. And so the burger's $10. And um, that's not... I think that's a great value for $10, but I think I was certainly a little timid about putting prices of that ilk. Um, as much as I, th- I think that they're totally fair, and they definitely are, um, and the reception has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, we're doing just uh, full like disclosure. We're doing two to three times the food that I projected, um, which makes me really happy that this concept resonates mm-hmm. as quickly and as well as it has. 
I warned him. I, I told I told Brandon that, that people would be coming here for the food as much as the beer. Well, Just I mean, where you guys based are, on our market, where you're located too. Right. You know, there's there are so many people around here that work around here that that pass by this on their way to and from. Well, I guess not to. That doesn't help them with you guys, but you know, home from work. This is a great place to stop and grab something before it's, you get your food fast. It's delicious food. It's a simple menu. It's a brewery too. I mean, like it's it, there's there's so many reasons why you would stop here and and, and grab. Well, and dinner. just on the beer side, it's it's right sort of right on. It's the perfect start to like a day of brewery hopping too, because you can start here and then go down to Madry and then go over to Listerine and then go to Blank Slate, Slate and then go to you yes. know. It's like the perfect like jumping off point of like you know just a day spent. Going to different, yeah, going to different breweries, yeah. which is one of my favorite activities. So. And, and we have the food component, which gets you ready to taste more beer. That's mm-hmm. right. So. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, so the, was it, what was it yesterday, the day before? I don't know. Time's moving weird for me right now. Um, we got rid of the ABV cap. Oh, yes. What does that mean to you guys? Hmm. Uh, you know, probably I, not a lot. Not, not a whole lot initially. <laughs> I didn't want to uh, say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I guess the way that we're really kind of looking at, at beer and, and the way we're putting the menu together, we have one tap set aside for high gravity beer. And and it's funny when when I I even talk to beer reps, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for something for my high gravity tap. They're like, what, uh, what, uh, what is it? Hoppy? Is that is that what you're looking for? I'm like. No, high alcohol because it's 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 kind of more of a brewer's term, but I expect reps to kind of know that as well. But we're we're not wanting to look at doing gigantic beers all the time because those aren't beers that you can session with. There's not beers that you can enjoy with a meal and continue to like just hang out. We like Brandon and I like to hang out. That's what we like to do. We like to drink beer. That's part of it. We want to be able to do that more within that time that we do have. You know, if you're and at certain tap rooms, you have a lot of high alcohol beer. It's difficult to have more than two beers and be able to, one, remember, and two, drive home. So especially without food, it, it becomes a real problem. So we've consciously tried to limit gravities for beers, alcohols around beers, around 5%. You know, trying to keep that as much as possible. Our IPA is 7.1 right now, which is an IPA. It's, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Saison sometimes creeps up on me a little bit, but I'm trying to keep that within a reasonable um, sort of expectation. Um, will there be a gigantic stout? Yes, there will be a gigantic stout, but it doesn't need to be that right now or all the time. Ours right now is 5.8. I think it's pretty damn good stout for 5.8%. It, it hits every little spot you need to hit, but there are certain things you get when you go a little higher in alcohol with IPAs, Saisons, everything else, but it's you know, trying to put together really flavorful beers for a reasonable alcohol level to allow you to sample more of them. Right. So. It's so funny how frequently different the answer to that question is. Because I was just thinking just last week when we were talking to Woodburn, they were like, absolutely. Yes, we, for we've sure. Got, we've got this and this and this yeah, that we were talking but it's, about. I mean, it's completely Listerman different. jumped on it even before. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they brewed one as soon as they possibly mm-hmm. could. And, and yeah. I mean, it, it's just very very different for different people but it should yeah. be you know mm-hmm. like well, that's yeah, different places it's and different beer. experiences mm-hmm. and different environments absolutely I think just you don't want people drinking it's, it's like you said I'm, I'm a very multi-beer guy if i were to open a brewery there would be a whole bunch of multi-beers and it would be kind of a lot of people would be like this place is stupid because this, there's there's only this type of thing so 
it, it, it's it's interesting to see how different personalities kind of come across and and what which of those personalities kind of lend themselves to a well balanced tap listing in which don't well and, and, and I mean and, there's room for everybody too oh absolutely but but again talking about our concept with the food and the beer we want to put all those things together can you do super high alcohol beers with all these like huge extreme flavors and pair it with food yeah you can but it's a little bit easier when you have things that are kind of constructed around a more reasonable alcohol level where you're, you're looking at you're looking at other components of that beer to make it what it is not just that it's you know, high right. in alcohol, and we're kind of going with all these like super high end flavors, and then well, then the food has to kind of match that. So it's you know, it's just the way that we're kind of constructing it. I mean, you know, you're going to tell Stone Brewing that they're doing something wrong? Sure, you can. <laughs> he it might will. Be wrong. He will. Absolutely. But but, it, but you go to a Stone Tap takeover. There's nothing that's under seven percent alcohol. It's all you know, seven to thirteen percent. That may so. I've always said like, you should never make something because it's going to sell. Like, it's a terrible reason to make anything. Um, and so for us, like, our worldview is um, we want to make really great food and really great beer that is not 12% alcohol. It's just because we like hanging out and drinking beer and talking and having an evening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same reason we're not going to make pumpkin beer. It's like it would be inauthentic. Like, if, if we don't like it, now, we shouldn't I, well, make it. I heard that there was a... Sl- well, you guys said that there was a slight chance that we could see pumpkin beer. Is that officially shot dead? Oh, I, I can play I the tape they, for you guys. I think if they do a... I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think if you guys do a pumpkin beer, it's going to be in an unexpected and much different way than everyone else. Oh, we've... we've uh, toyed with it, and we found that it's very hard to serve beer in actual gourds, and that <laughs> oh, might God. be that might be what holds us back. Yeah. I, I, and I've, I've probably told this story on on the show before, but I, one of the breweries that I frequent a lot is Dogberry because they're in my neck of the woods, and they are very anti-pumpkin beer at Dogberry, and I've told them on many occasions that I'm going to walk into their tap room one day with a couple pumpkins under my arms. I'm going to sit down and plop it on the counter and make them fill it up with beer for me. I'm going to sit there and wait for a while and have a little little tap on the side of my pumpkin. I'm going to sit there and drink my beer out of it, it because is it going to be preloaded? they will do it for me. You're going to be preloaded with all spice as well? They will, I, You're a very needy okay. tap room I was going to say, that seems like a lot, you, you of, no idea. a lot of preparation just to make a point. No, see, I'm not a huge, I'm not as much of a fan. I like, I like pumpkin spice in my beer. I much would prefer a beer that is something a little bit different, be it, um, you know, a, a, a pumpkin porter or something, something that's yes. just different than the thousands of pumpkin, pumpkin spiced ales. things that are out there. General I would say... That being said, I can drink a whole bunch of Rivertown pumpkin in, in October. And, and get it out of your system. Right. It's yeah. not something I'm going to drink every month of the year. But I mean, I don't... I love pumpkin beer. I don't know. I'm sure we're not going to make a pumpkin beer this year because mm. we don't have time to do it mm. this year. It's not in the, on the schedule. Nope. With maybe a cask of something with pumpkins and something else. But you will, I, th- I, would, I would venture to say you will never, ever see a pumpkin, nutmeg, allspice, yeah. brown ale, whatever everybody else makes. You'll yeah. never see that here. Yeah, and you'll definitely never see the Christmas ale. That, that was my next <laughs> question because you guys did say that too. Over that my cold, dead body. But... What is a Christmas ale too? Is that it's just the, winter the, the spice? Oh. Yeah, it, it's 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 again it's it's the allspice and and nutmeg sort of you know 
muddling of uh, general brown ale and high alcohol. Stouty kind of things. Mm. And a stouty I mean, kind of thing. I, if, if we can find a way to do that and make it like... Are you eliminating like, stouts? No, no, no. I mean, sorry, sorry. I mean, stouts, stouts, stouts with nutmeg, allspice, like that winter warmer thing. I just hate it. It's a, oh. well, and there's plenty of other places you can get that. Right. You know, I mean, if it, I can find a way to make it... like. Remember clear, clear Pepsi? Remember Clear Pepsi? If they, I can find a way to... Crystal Pepsi. Sell, it's, it's back right it's now. Back. It is oh. back. <laughs> I really? got that at the Kroger yesterday. Yeah. You there would you get go. that at the Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> it was intriguing. Is Zima coming behind it? What, I, I hope mean, so. Oh. Do you know they... <laughs> Put your Jolly Rancher in it. <laughs> do you know the last time they... Do you know Zima officially like stopped production in 2006? Do you know it lasted that long? I did not no. know that. It was a, it was a heated discussion at the lodge the other day. Wow. But you can... Getting away from Zima and clear Pepsi. <laughs> I think we should go back, back to Zima. Back to the, the, the Christmas beer thing. Like, you can do Christmas beers without doing the same thing. You can do pumpkin beers without doing the same thing. Like, it's... it's Totally agree. And I've... Yeah, so the, wait, wait, uh, wait like 90 days and see what we're doing. Anybody yeah. who says, we will never do this... We'll I never do is, a fucking Christmas beer? Yeah. <laughs> I believe no, that. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> I said, just... So, okay, if like, anybody's going to tape this, I said, you will never see us do a pumpkin beer the way everybody else does pumpkin beer with pumpkin, nutmeg, allspice, that kind of thing. You will never see us do a dark Christmas ale the way everybody else does Christmas ale. These are, they're incredibly derivative products. Everybody brews basically the same exact beer. Will we brew a Christmas beer? Absolutely. Probably at some point we'll do something Christmas-y. Like, the most brilliant Christmas beer I think I've ever had is uh, Blank Slate did. I could the, swear it was shroominess with candy canes. It was... What the? I don't think it was shroominess. It was, um, it was something with a... Fume. Fume. Fume, oh, fume with, with uh, crushed up candy canes. It was killer. It. I loved it. Absolutely. Amazing. And would we do something like that? Yeah. But now I can't rip it off because uh, Scott's a genius and already did it. I um, think, I think Scott would this. say, I don't care. He would definitely <laughs> say it that way. Uh... Yeah, he'd he, he look more gruff doing it, I think. <laughs> it's, it's not that we'll never do a holiday beer. It's just that we'll do it in our own way when we get around to doing it. Right. Find a way to uh, somehow process a Christmas tree and turn it into a beer. Yeah. Yeah, if, and if, there's, if we there's can, something if we can with smoke that. Like a, a like Christmas a, tree and like then a, turn it into a beer. A piney kind of thing. Like, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff you could do. Like, we we got to take a break. We're, right. Yeah, let's we're, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go into our third and final... Uh, section of the show when we return here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. There you go. You're invited to join us at the 2016 Brewers Charity Golf Classic, presented by Top Golf and Jake Sweeney Chevrolet, benefiting ProKids.org. This premier golf tournament will be hosted at the prestigious Four Bridges Country Club in Liberty Township. This two-man best ball scramble features over $100,000 in cash and prizes. The Brewers Charity Golf Classic tees off at 1pm on Monday, October 3rd, 2016. Premium craft beer stations will be available on every third hole. Player registration ends September 25th. So get your best two-man team together and register online at www.brewersopen.com. You know, there's no need to be up tight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is 
that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed, beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewer's Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com. Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollow. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Submissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> That's right. You are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast live at Nine Giant in Pleasant Ridge. Live and on location. I don't. No, this is live because we have speakers set up. I think that's the rule. Okay. All right. That's mm. fair enough. Yeah, um, I agree. On location is where we hide in the corner and nobody knows we're here. Right. Um, which I'm still pretty sure that some people here don't know we're here. Yeah, but they, they may not know exactly what's going on in the corner. But whatever to the music. But we're here. We think we're live. Um, we want to talk a little bit about the the future. And um, I want to preface it by saying a lot of things that we've asked have been sort of, let us just get ourselves together for now, and then we will we'll let you know a little later about what our plans for other stuff is. So with that in mind, what do you sort of, what do, where do you guys see yourself next year? That's a good question. We're gonna be a pumpkin only brewery. Pumpkin only. <laughs> I, I, hope, year, I hope that we're still time. in Pleasant Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> holiday holiday themed taps, different holidays on each tap. Yeah. Y- you know, I, I Valentine's Day beer with sweet sweethearts. Right don't, before don't we opened, there. I have some great plans for Christmas. <laughs> right before we opened, I, I said to Brandon, I said, look, let, give me ninety days. Ninety days, three months to, to kind of. At first, said six months. This. And then I kind of looked at you like, like no, really? no, you can't do that. You can't do that to me. I'm like, just, just like, try and limit the, what the hell are we doing next conversation? Like, I just wanted to, after eating, sleeping, breathing this thing for a better part of three years and, and like year and a half, like really intensely, I really wanted to just, I knew I was going to be overloaded with everything just to be able to enjoy having this thing open, having people in here and like, Letting it breathe just a little bit. Yeah, but, but yeah. then you have pesky. But then we're straying. But, but, but <laughs> the mind starts to stray very quickly, <laughs> and you're like, hmm, what can we do here? But no, I, I think we're, there's absolutely nothing solid in terms of what the future brings. We have lots of 
ideas that are ruminating. Perhaps a patio that at would some be, point. That, that's kind of a reality, though. That, I'd that also like to happen. break into this newscast with more breaking Nine Giant news. Nine Giant Part 2 opens in Vietnam 2017. Well, I think, I think it'll, last it'll, be, it'll be fall 2017. I think just last so. week, um, Joel Byrne told us that, that, that Ryan Geist was buying them out for $2 billion. Was that, was that yeah, the other breaking yeah, news? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of big <laughs> stuff happening, I, I guess. I think it was $200 million was his I think it was, was $2 billion. Well, at least ours wasn't just patently false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least yours had some truth. I don't, know, I don't know what the deal is, but like Anheuser-Busch will not return my phone calls. <laughs> I'm trying here. That's because when I, every time they, 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 they talk to you, they can't hear anything because it always, it's always so loud in here. I think he's dialing plus four six instead of plus four two for Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great work. If you guys are going to high five, you have to get a mic in front of it so you can hear yeah. it so people know. Mic five. There we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, regardless of what your hopes and plans for the future are, you guys are doing a great job now, and enjoy the moment. This is your dream. You're I'm, living it. I'm not going to let them get, get, get off that easy God. with future questions. What about... See, this is why my know, dad balanced us out. <laughs> I wanted to, like, smooth everything over, and he wanted to be the hard hitter. Yeah, I want to know when we're going to get that Brett Saison in bottles. Three weeks. Because uh, I think that... <laughs> 90 days. This happens think, really quickly, too. I think that was one of my favorite things that we tried on that show, was the Brett Saison. Okay. Well... Fermenter Four is is has uh, is hooked up fully. Sorry, you guys have already expanded. We didn't even mention it, that. It, yeah, it, yeah it, it's been it's been a little bit of a slow process trying to get it up and running, and uh, it's it's fully plumbed. The electronics are in. It just needs to be passivated and ready to brew into it this week, end of this week. So, yeah, if we can, so we'll get bottles of bread saison in like a month. But, but we're still not even filling growlers. I mean, <laughs> that's true. No, I know the, every, the every, disappointment on people's faces when they bring their growlers in—it's just—it's—it's. It's I always horrible. see people walking past our big windows at the Overlook Lodge with yeah. their growlers all happy. They're all strolling <laughs> down the street. Like, like, oh, I'm gonna like run outside and be like, "You can't no. fill growlers. No. Don't even try." We don't fill growlers. Them, and then I see them walk back like dejected. Like they'll pop into me and be like, "Hey, do you guys sell growlers?" Like. No, go home. <laughs> go to like a store or something. Soon, soonish. Ninety days. It's it's yeah. It's 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 sad to do to people, but yes. If it, but it's I understandable. You guys are still not pouring all of your own beers no. yet. So no. it, anybody who like walks in here with their growler, you you kind they of explain it to them. They'll understand. Very few that. people have gotten mad. We have a few about faces because people just need a growler. They need to go and do something like that. They want to be cool and bring a nine giant growler. That's awesome. I I think it's it's the most uh, most respect in the world. You're not only trying to get that beer for yourself you're trying to give it to other people that's awesome but we'll eventually get there yeah i mean it's it's like we're happy we're not selling growlers like every like i love people's money love it (laughs) i love money love it uh so we're not happy we're not doing it we're just we're 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 trying to be (laughs) we're trying to be smarter (laughs) smarter i'm the finance guy i'm supposed to love people's money You, you already said earlier that money. you don't make things like to make money, so I, I, you know. But I love when they come here and want to give it to me. <laughs> no, if we if we made things to make money, we would probably the, the kitchen menu would be very different. <laughs> as, as we as we found out, uh, week three, the Szechuan tofu was a hard sell. So has your measure of what success means has that? 
changed at all since you've opened up? Has has that's a good question. Or are yes. you still kind of on that same hmm. line of thinking? I, I think we're still trying to improve stuff. I mean, literally, like, buffing, like, the experience every day. Like, need to work on this, need to work on that. I mean, we're happy that, you know, most reviews are positive. But, you know, there's still things we can do better. And I think we're really happy with what we've achieved thus far. I mean, you know, Brandon always talked the consistency out of the kitchen. I mean, is one of the things we're so proud of that we had really not a hell of a lot to do with, but we're just proud that they do such a great product day in, day out. That, you know, that's... So I, but I think that might be a yes then, that, that, that it has changed a little bit. Because well, yeah. I, I think that, you know, and I think you would probably still say it now, like, what is success? It's, you know, having a place where people want to come and hang out and drink beer and have some food. And that, you know, that obviously has happened. You know, mm-hmm. people like coming here. They like drinking the beer. They like eating the food, you know, so... Congratulations, you guys are a success. But now, now, what does that mean now? How do you continue to evolve a concept? Because, I mean, that's the one thing that we have focused on is the evolving constant of change. And how do you keep effectively outdoing yourself every week, Zach? I at least have a couple of weeks in between beers and a month or so, <laughs> like we Yeah, I mean, style. there's no pressure. <laughs> None at all. I mean, it, it's how do you how do you stay relevant to yourself? How do you stay relevant to your customers? How do you, as Pleasant Ridge continues you, to how evolve, how do you not get burnt out too? With you know, and and keep yourself excited and keep your yourself well. And I'll speak into this. I'll speak to the kitchen side on the not getting burnt out. Is the it goes back to the entire structure of this endeavor was to how do we structure this to have fun while also continually creating new and intriguing things that people want to consume like that's what makes it fun for us on the creation level on the brewery side mm-hmm. and the kitchen side is we're always pushing we're always trying to do something that we didn't think that we could do and then it turns out that we could do it and that just opens the door for a bigger can we even do that next time mm-hmm. and we haven't I mean we've continually asked ourselves what can we do next and we've done it and done it well, I think by our own standards. So at a certain point, it's just, well, we have to keep doing it and we it's have also, to keep growing. It's, it's, it's we also have a very tough question to ask right now because you, know, you guys have been open for how long? You know, it's 10 weeks, but you know. It's, it's, it's a tough question to ask, but it's, it's interesting to me to see how that, how that vision does, it, it has to change as things go mm-hmm. or else, you know, it, you hit a point and you're done. Yeah. And no, I, it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah, it, Brandon has said, we're, look at the menu. Is there anything we want to change? We're, we're, you know, so far into this venture, like, anything we're not happy with? What do we want to do differently? I mean, I mean I've mean, i had numerous conversations with Zach and with the rest of the kitchen staff. Well, mostly, I guess, Eric. But it's like, hey, what's what's the worst item on our menu? Because there, there has to be something that's, that's below everything else. Everything can't be at the same level. Like, what's the worst thing? And the first conversation that we had, we all agreed, okay, yeah, this, this is the worst thing. And we've changed it four times since then. And I think it's at a place now where it's maybe one of the best items. Um, and that's what makes this entire experience awesome. Gnome's going, and what's that item? It's the uh, falafel. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you, but okay. I've never tried the falafel. Falafel's killer now. Yeah. I mean, absolutely mind-blowingly killer. You have Eric, to get it in Eric, the falafel wrap. Falafel. falafel wrap. You have to get yeah. the falafel wrap. That was Zach ordering falafel. <laughs> Zach's head just <laughs> fell off. <laughs> so do we want to do ask and answer? Let's do it. 
And do you have lightning round questions? No, because I only have lightning round for people who aren't open yet. Oh. That's all I've ever written them for. Okay. There we go. Sounds good. Asked an answer. Play my thing. That was it. No, Ask an answer. No, play the question. Oh, jeez. That's my favorite thing. It's just... It's all right. I it's told you. There's copyright question. issues. No, there's not. a question. Be right in question. It's a good question, <laughs> Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. <laughs> okay. Too long. And I don't mean to be insensitive. Ask your questions. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this is our, like, sort of fun, fun little section um, where we ask about things that are generally sort of more to get to know you guys as people rather than just beer people. Um, so, well, there's always like a couple. Are you, are you sure you want to do that before we start? Well, mm. we got to kill like 15 minutes. Don't oh, no, so. we, we actually don't. We're actually a few <laughs> minutes over. So. Yeah, don't ask um, questions that you don't want the answer to. So, so. Mm. we'll go through these really, really quick. Um, some of them are beer, beer related. Some of them are just random questions. Um, what are you drinking right now that's not Nine Giant? Prairie Artisan. Anything they make. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pass on this. I feel like the question should be, what's in your fridge? Because I think that's more interesting. Okay, what's in your fridge? Prairie Artisan, Little Did Fish. Uh, name an artisan saison producer. That's what I'm drinking. I, I went to General Gems this week. I picked up um, a single bottle of everything from Omen Gang. Mm. And that was three philosophers. They had a cherry, uh, hennepin. Nomagong. Nomagong and one other beer. I'm like, I don't live in New York anymore. I don't have as much of that as I used to, and you know, it's awesome uh, Belgian beer. Or awesome Belgian beer made in New York. Good stuff. You can't pass, so you have you to answer something. My fridge is full of leftover Indian and Chinese food. Um, There's no alcohol in there. Rolling Rock. I don't. I don't. I don't know. There's actually no Rolling Rock. I don't know what my wife has purchased for the beer stash for the past couple days, but. Uh, as the one that actually cooks in this triumvirate, <laughs> I can confidently say that the ethnic food in my fridge is probably comparable to the saisons in Brandon's fridge. It's probably fair. <laughs> Tina, good. what's in your fridge? Um, my fridge, I have a whole like metric, you know what, ton of my peach goza that I made a few weeks back and I'm just like it's like that's the, kind of the thing when you homebrew and you don't you made give a peach goza and you yeah. didn't give me any I'll give you some like if you don't have blooded. enough to give to your friends or like if you don't have enough friends I to give it away to only devote all of my spare time to drinking beer I'll give you some <laughs> I'll bring it next time um, so that's what's in my fridge also I, I've got a I have a whole case of Miller Lite in my fridge Oh, see, I was going to feel bad saying I have a case of PBR. But oh, no, 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 it's totally okay. It was like my mom had it at her house, and she's like, she's the only one there now. I'm not going to so drink this crap. She's like, yeah, she's like, I'm not going to drink this. You guys take it. I, I don't, my, my little brother and sister can. No, I, I drink this fancy stuff all day at work. Sometimes right. I just want to go home and have a PBR. No, exactly, exactly. Nobody else here at that table shares that sentiment as the heads. You, you can take the boy out of the stand. kitchen, but you can't take the kitchen <laughs> out of the boy. I get it. I know, I get it. The last thing I'm going to do at the end of the day when I'm making cocktails all day. I'm not going to go home and make myself a cocktail. I, I understand the cocktails because of the work that you have to do to get a drink. <laughs> but a beer, you just, you're going to... Don't you're, flatter if me. If you're opening, you're opening one versus opening another, 
Why not? I, I don't know. I, I mean, if you're I don't get it. If you're opening two at the same time, you failed in chugging the first PBR. The only time, <laughs> the only time I can understand buying and having crappy beer in your fridge is if you have people over. It, it, we're just past Labor Day. I mean, yeah, everybody's had people it. over this weekend. Um, yeah, so I don't even feel bad right now about that PBR. Don't my, feel bad about your my PBR. Mom don't let anyone make little, you feel bad about your PBR. Little leftover containers after dinner. I send people home with little leftover things of beer after I have a, a party. Yeah, yeah you've never invited me over, so I can't verify that. <laughs> don't they give out okay, PBR to everybody who lives in like OTR? Like, there's like some hipster rule about like a, there's a there's a quota of like PBRs. Yeah, hipsters. Yeah. I think the, uh, hipsters are born Actually, it was it was this week. Actually, the Free Store Food Bank opened up their back depot to pass out PBR. Yeah, but I will. I will say that your cutoff jean shorts have to be less than seven inches, and they do measure. <laughs> any, full, rules, any rules on facial hair? Full disclosure, I live in Over the Rhine. <laughs> Good stuff. What's in, what's in your fridge? Um, there's a whole bunch in my fridge, but I last night I was finishing off all of my Rangai streaker that I had. Oh, making stuff. Making some space for my uh, for your, blood orange psychopathy. Your, uh, mm. oh, I needed to clear out a row in the fridge, so I drank a whole bunch of Streaker. Streaker's nice. the rye yes. pale, not the not the triple Striker. The Striker and Streaker, striker right? Yeah, Striker okay. and Streaker. Oh, you weren't drinking the streetcar. I was really concerned. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they don't let that over, out of over the rhyme. Nobody's actually drinking the streetcar. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your favorite vacation you've ever been on? You can just say the place. Nine Giant was born on vacation. Does that count for anything? Probably. So Mike and I... It counts to you guys. It counts to me. So Mike and I are brothers What luxurious Bahamian island were you on? It was not. It was uh, Oak Island in North Carolina. Hey, I've been there. Family vacation. (laughs) So we were uh, intoxicated in 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 a hot tub. And uh, that's where and our, and oh, our no. baby was born. That's where that's where Nine <laughs> Giants fully fully clothed. Listening to the Afghan wigs. Yep, that's probably actually probably accurate. Uh, <laughs> that was it was a uh, black love, right? <laughs> yes, Brandon, it was. <laughs> that sounds even worse. Good stuff. Yeah, I just I made a note to myself to edit that out and put it in uh, one of our sound clips. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, my favorite vacation had to have probably been Germany, just because I was 22 and it started to make me kind of become aware of regionalized beer styles. And now that that happens more and more here at Nine Giant, I, that 21st birthday present from my mom becomes a lot more relevant. <laughs> I, I, I will also agree with that. I, I think when I went to Germany, which was also combined with another trip that was I was in Belgium, also a really great place to be. But I think what's more earth-shattering for people is you get them in a place like Germany. They're like, well, I, I've had German beer before, but you haven't had it in Germany. You don't understand what that beer style is in that native country and how that beer is fresh. It's just a completely different experience. And the variety you're going to get is just so much different. Well, you guys kind of turned me on to, to Kolsch when we kind of had a similar conversation about the difference in, in, in what Kolsch is at a lot of places in the United States and then what Kolsch is in Cologne. Mm-hmm. And I've been just on a Kolsch hunt all summer long and, and, and drinking every Kolsch I can get my hands on and it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite Tina? vacation? No, my favorite vacation is my honeymoon because I love my wife very much. Aww. 
Oh, good answer. I spent a lot of money before I came over here today, so it's an apology. Oh, you're trying to suck up. Gotcha. But Um, I do love my wife very much. She's very wonderful. Yeah, I mean, for full disclosure, I think we all love our wives. I don't love my wife. (laughs) Don't have one. Um, Sorry, that wasn't one of your questions, Tina? No, no, I didn't. I wasn't curious. Who loves their wives? Do you love your wife? (laughs) No, I don't. Um, I love my dog, though. Do you guys have pets? Countdown. Um, uh, two cats, one guinea pig, and um, Tiger Beer Beta is no longer with us. Tiger's so gone? Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Blue is in the great freezer in the sky. Oh, God. Or your basement. Uh, yeah, he's in the freezer right now. We haven't had a ceremony yet. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's so hard to lose a fish. Yes. No, I will send a shout out to my lab mix blueberry. Does she She's listen lovely. to the show? Or she listen to the show? I'm sure if she doesn't, it's probably too loud for her. Um, she's probably hiding under a couch right now if these levels are getting into the house. Yeah. I've got two cats and uh, six fish. Gosh. Yeah. Dads and your fishes. Uh, <laughs> I know. I feel bad being the only dad oh. without fish here. Yeah, your kids are really... What kind of father are you? Uh, <laughs> Obviously not taking the kid fishing. I'm, Actually, my kid goes nowhere near the fish tank. I have a fish tank, but there are no fish in it. It's just an empty fish tank sitting in my living room. You haven't been to a church festival yet this year? Um, no. We... <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Um, that's, that's how you get fish. Well, that's when, how you... When you have small them. children, at least. We were talking about that. I don't have small children. I guess I do have a small child. It's very He's small. like very six small. inches long, I think, right now. Yeah, well, that's, your, that's personal. Um, we were talking about at the lodge doing fish as a parting gift and just like when we like kick people out for last call here's your fish It'd be the worst nobody would ever come back um, I would I got a stock of tank that's true Some, for, for honey, I gotta go to the way. bar there's somebody in Pleasant Ridge that's trying to stock a fish tank <laughs> um, what are you guys watching on TV you probably don't have time to watch TV uh, Orphan Black BBC. What is, what is that? It, it's, it's a show uh, about clones, and this woman literally plays seven or eight characters cool. a show. It's clowns? Pretty awesome. Clowns. Ah. <laughs> uh, I am watching uh, Chef's Table France right oh, now. Oh, I on started Netflix. that last oh, that's night. Good yeah. That's good stuff. It's good. Yeah, that, was, that was happy. Is this the falafel? Your falafel is here. We're force feeding you. Yeah, and that was like four minutes since it got brought up. Yeah. Try it now. <laughs> they're hot. It try hot? To try it on hot. air. I don't care if it's hot. Okay. We'll, we'll vamp for you. It smells falafel y for everybody out in Radio you Land. Need to tell me what you're watching on TV. Um, so we actually do our falafels from scratch with raw chickpeas. We get raw chickpeas in, we soak them overnight, and we grind them with a bunch of herbs and spices. Uh, and again, love. sits overnight, and then we ball them up into little falafels, and mm. those little green things get fried into deliciousness. So good. I've never had a falafel before, but this is really good. You haven't lived. Yeah. This is the best falafel no, I've I, ever had. And and honestly, I well, that's very good, very good, very good statement. I really like this in our wrap with pickles because it just adds a little bit more. I mean, this is you know this is street food, but we're we're doing it on a plate and it's not a little non-traditional and we're doing it with tzatziki. 
which South you know, so good. Which Zach, what are you watching on TV right now? Um, or Netflix. Last night I watched a little bit of the Chef's Tables France. Oh. That was lovely. And then I uh, switched to the YouTube. Is that in French? Yes, it is in French. Wow. Uh, you have to pay attention a little bit harder. A lot of reading. Or you just heard no French. Um, no? A lot of oh, oh, oh. Sorry, did you say wee wee? Ah, yes, I did. <laughs> Not like that, though. No. Um, and then after Chef's Table, I switched to, uh, oddly, Prophets of Rage music videos because the Prophets of Rage tour is coming through Cincinnati early October. And I'd so love, you're, I'd love you're to see. Up. Yeah, I'd like to see Tom Morello in his real form. Oh, this is the revamp Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, it's Rage with the guy from Public Enemy and the guy from Cypress Hill. Ah. Yeah, they also do some sick as fuck Beastie Boys covers. Am I not allowed to say that? They do Uh, some sick Beastie Boys covers as well. I I mean, you can definitely say the Apple. Okay, yeah. I I can't see if children are still behind me. We'll see. Whatever. They don't really exist. I went from really nerdy French chef documentaries to angry white dudes screaming about politics. Love it. That's kind of your average Tuesday night at my house. Yep. Yeah, mine too. Um, Would you rather fly or be invisible? I would like to. I would like to add. I wish I could get Brandon's face on this. This always makes a difference to me. I'm not in tip-top physical shape. I imagine flying would sort of take the same out of you as running. Mm. Or like a brisk walk. No way. In that case, I would like to be invisible. There's no friction. There's no way it would take as much out of you. There's, no? air, there's friction in the Not air. as much as there is when you're running or walking. There's, there's more than underwater. I mean, is this the, the quintessential question, exhibitionism versus voyeurism, right? Is that is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, it can be. I'm just kind sure. of clothed up in this like nice little Disney package. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was... I mean, seriously. Kids, this is family friendly. I was... I'm going to go fly. Not surprised. I'd be invisible. I'm too, like, nosy. I'd want to, like, creep on people and, like, figure out what people are talking about and, like, you know, get, like, secrets and... Is there any, like, is there the ability to be invisible and fly? No. I don't like this question. Okay. <laughs> I would just, because I, I, I would just hover around to piss people off. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even fly around anywhere. I would just kind of hover, like, six inches off the floor just to, like, hey, I can fly and you can't. <laughs> That's what I'd do. That reminds me, you know, that if you put a praying mantis in your hummingbird feeder, it turns into a shell. What does that even mean? What? How does that remind you of that? Long story short, uh, (laughs) guy that we had had in our kitchen last week, uh, filling in for our sous chef who was on vacation, uh, mentioned that... At a fish show. Yes. uh, Mentioned that you could, in fact, fill your hummingbird feeder up with hummingbirds and a praying mantis would kill your hummingbirds. And now I just want to see that. I I think we're dangerous throughout the world. Yeah, I I think think we're done here. (laughs) It got weird. Do you have any more questions? (laughs) No, not after that. Mm -mm. And it killed it. (laughs) Is there anything you guys want to tell the world that you haven't yet. Well, Zach wants to talk about the hummingbird feeder and the praying mantis. If we could not bring that up, like, I feel like my wife's not going to let me get a hummingbird feeder if I tell her it's for death. It's a pretty good guess. <laughs> She's a lovely lady, but I don't know if she wants to witness that every day. All right. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, so I, I would I would tell the world to be careful who you hire in your kitchen. Apparently, <laughs> that's my advice. As the kitchen guy, I'll echo that. <laughs> you you were the one I was talking about. I know. Okay. All right. Mike, anything else? Um, coming to Nine Giant. Have some tasty beer. Absolutely. Good food. Or both at the same time. Or both. Yeah. Just don't choke. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a great show. Um, I'm Tina Cisneros from the Overlook Lodge, along with Gnarly Gnome. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.